2: Rodananian. The fragility of computers. And I look at all of this and I say, and this is what's going to run the car.
0: That does not compute.
3: I always feel like somebody's me. And I have to ride, see, oh. The
2: car doctor. The government is going to install devices in the electric vehicle that's going to record miles driven and then send you a tax bill. Can you say 1984, George
0: Orwell? Caution, caution, there is danger. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The
2: garage doors are open, but I am here to take your calls. At 855 And now, here's Ronnie. There's so much beyond just fixing a car that you can learn about life from repairing them. There really is. You learn patience. You have to. And you transcend that if you're good at it, that you can take that into your everyday life and, and just, it makes the day easier. A 2011 Lexus came into the shop. It was a return. It was a repeat. We had just hung the exhaust on this car about three weeks prior. And out of the blue, it turned on the check engine light and said a P0456 small evap fault. And you say to yourself, naturally, you know, what did I do wrong? Is it something I touched? Is it something I did? Because I guess that's human emotion. That's the reaction. You're always... A lot of us, we internalize it. And you have to tell yourself, no, you didn't do anything. You look it over and you say there's no connection to this. So I went through course of diagnosis. Now, to make it worse, a P0456 is a small evaporative emissions leak. It's less than 20 thousandths of an inch against a flow monitor. And it's basically a leak that if you looked at it on a gauge, it would be thinner than the thickness of the hair on your head over a set time period. I knew there was a leak. I went through my usual traditional methods of leak finding and smoked it. And Yeah, there's a leak. I couldn't get zero flow closing off the vent and all the valves cycled through correctly. And I split the system in half, front half, back half. And I knew it was in the back half after that. But I couldn't pinpoint it. I wanted to be sure because it's... An $800 EVAP canister or some ridiculous amount of money and you have to pull down the rear suspension to get to it. It's quite the job. It's not, you know, why would they make it two bolts out in front where you could just go zip, zip and you're done? Nah. Patience, I'm telling myself. Patience is the key. I got out the CO2 leak detector. We have a we have a method now where we can pump an EVAP system with CO2, which actually is better for it because CO2 is not a contaminating type of gas you know if you smoke a vehicle looking for evap leaks if you smoke it too often depending upon what kind of smoke and even with i guess everyday smoke it doesn't matter up to a certain point there's only so many times they want you to smoke it because that smoke will break down and it can affect the charcoal and the carbon canister and at that point of course you're replacing the carbon canister but what if you're not so i always go one time through with smoke i don't find that i wheel out the co2 co2 is nice it's harmless to the vehicle and it gave me the pinpoint. I knew it was here with the CO2 leak detector. You know, it's there. Just great technology. As a matter of fact, I brought Jeff down to the shop. He wanted to see it. And Jeff, just just a curious kind of guy, and it's really a pleasure to talk to him because he gets it. You know, I can show him. Jeff, here's your here's your problem, and it's beep 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 beep. We're done. You know, it's it's just it's just a great way to do business. I think. So I put a canister in it and sat down and tested it afterwards, and it passed. And, you know, it's the patience. It's You just have to sit there, and that was the kind of week it was. A 2011 Ram truck was next up for me. And I'm not sure if this was patience or perseverance. It was just, you know, continue to continue on, as Carpenter Bob would say. And it was a radiator. How hard could it be, a 2011 Dodge Ram pickup truck? Or I guess it's a Ram pickup truck. It's no longer a Dodge. They've changed their name. Kind of makes you wonder if they're trying to hide. And radiator and condenser. Couldn't find a condenser for the love of money in the aftermarket. Nobody seemed to have one. And the customer really wanted something of quality. And he said, you know what? Just buy one from Chrysler. Seven hundred and twenty something dollars later for the Chrysler condenser and the uh, radiator. We did the same. Was five hundred some odd dollars. And as I'm putting it together. Here's a vehicle that had been in an accident prior to the current owner ever owning the vehicle. And I'm going to charge the air conditioning. And I notice, you know, it's it's telling me how much refrigerant to put in. And I always double check my spec against the book because I just want to be sure. Because what if? Well, what if paid off? The vehicle had been in an accident and they must have used a used fan shroud. Because it was for a different Chrysler vehicle, different engine. I believe it was for a 6.2, not the 5.7 that this vehicle had. The 6.2 took 1.37 ounces of refrigerant. The 5.7 took 1.64. And that's enough to make a difference in cooling and operation. Duck that bullet. Perseverance. Perseverance is the key. 2016 Jeep Patriot was next up, and it's like as if I hadn't had enough. Here's a vehicle that lives down the Jersey Shore, and the mom dropped it off because there was a, a, a noise coming from it, and they felt like there was a transmission problem. Well, it wasn't a transmission problem. The left rear wheel bearing was so loud and screaming, you were afraid to drive faster than 25 miles an hour in the car. You thought something was going to fall off. And when we pulled the wheel down to do the repair, that once it was approved, the left axle nut, the actual nut that holds the axle and the hub together, was so badly deformed, you couldn't tell where the nut ended and the axle began. It was just incredible. We had to hammer the socket on there and then drive it off with an air gun and then throw both pieces out and go buy a new axle nut and a hub assembly altogether. And I think that was determination. So I learned three things this week, patience, perseverance, and determination. And I think it's something that you just have to apply to life, like applying it to fixing cars and it's just the variety of the repairs the, the differences the in, the encumbrances of trying to get things right now because as you must well know getting anything it seems is difficult at best because of all sorts of shortages as we continue on and you know i guess we're going to open this hour with the words of patience perseverance and determination stay cool we'll get there Hello and welcome. Ron in here to help you, serve you, do whatever you've got to do to help fix that car at 855-560-9900. Let me just explain that, too. That phone number, you can call the 855-560-9900 phone number and leave a message if we're not on the air. We're live out on the radio network, 2 to 4 p.m. Saturday afternoon, but you can call that 855-560-9900 phone number. Leave a message. Tom Ray, executive producer, will call you back at some point. And put you in the live broadcast. And please, don't call at 3 o'clock in the morning. And Ron, how come you haven't called me back? Ron's sleeping at 3 in the morning. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. Um, You know, that's just the way this works. But I'm always glad to talk to each and every one of you, so please leave a message.
4: Mr. Ray. Well, you know, and people think it's bunk when we say, yeah, we're going to call you back. Honestly, we do call you back. We do call you back. And it's amazing how many people call and don't leave a message but hang up. Hey, we still get your phone number. (laughs) right yeah we're gonna find you
2: you. we're like the government um we're gonna find you although we're not as efficient as the government i've got some government stories today too by the way we're going to talk about in the next two hours the united states is going to build a national electric vehicle charging network that's out in the news today wait till you hear the price tag for that we're also going to talk a little bit about the value of used cars uh and i guess i should also make you all aware let's see if this is a an electronic trouble-free hour is that what we're hoping for, Tom? We finally solved. We believed we finally solved. You know the backstory. Everybody wonders what goes on behind the scenes. Tom and I have been working on a problem in the studio where, right in the middle of the broadcast, at any given time, the phone system goes down. Well, I drop off. Tom
4: can still see it. Well, well, no, the the, the telephone system doesn't go down. When you call in, I take information. I put it up on a screen that Ron can see, and Ron disconnects from that screen.
2: But it just. And we've been working on this for what four months now. And we're, we're going through yeah. every little nip and tuck, and what could it be, and what could it be, and what could it be? And the new Dell laptop is what it came down to. There was a problem in the interface for the network cable for the new Dell laptop. We changed the interface, and we've been rock solid for three days, so we're expecting this to be trouble-free. Diagnose, you do, diagnose, uh, diagnose. You do
4: understand that you just jinxed it.
2: Uh, well, that's why I'm, I'm tempting fate, Tom. Let's see what happens. So right now, let's pull over, take a pause, and then when we come back, we'll kick open the garage doors and go to Jim in Wisconsin. I'm Ron Anady and The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this.
5: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
5: This
4: For the best in car advice, give Ron a call, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron.
2: Hey, let's get over to Jim in Wisconsin. Jim, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help?
4: Hi, Ron. Thanks
6: for taking my call. I really appreciate it.
2: You're
3: very welcome.
6: Okay. We got a 2002 Chevy Trailblazer. Uh, I just changed the front struts on it, and I noticed the uh, boot on the power steering rack and pinion, there wasn't a clamp on there, but she started to leak a little bit. But the thing is, my power steering fluid's always up, and, and I, it's never really low, so I'm just kind of like a little confused on what. And a, uh, the guy that I bought the car from, I bought it two years ago, he replaced the Brack and Pinion in 2018, and I didn't put that many miles on it since I bought it, so I'm just wondering, kind of give me an idea.
2: Okay. So, any idea what brand the rack is that he used? Did, did he mention a rebuilder or brand?
6: Uh no. He he had it replaced in Madison, Wisconsin, at like uh, Midas or something like that. I okay. don't know if that helps show. Right.
2: Is it black? Is the rack black? Yeah. Okay, so it's probably one of the generic aftermarket racks that are out there, and this is one of the problems with it. With with some of these reman racks, they're just not great quality. And uh, for the record, I prefer to try and purchase something name brand or manufacturer specific or just a better quality just because of the labor. It's a rack. It's, it's, it's not yeah. 20 minutes to replace it. That All being right. said, let's work with what you got. Um, okay. my, my first thought is why did the clamp or my first question is why did the clamp fall off the boot? You know, and maybe that's indicative of the quality of the rack. So we don't want to spend a lot of money here on the chance that maybe you'll have to replace the rack with something better. But right. let's let's try and do this simply, okay? Do you have any black zip ties? Yeah. Big ones? Big enough, you yeah. know, probably eighth to three sixteenths wide that'll fit around sure. that rack boot. Sure. Let's zip tie it. It's not a permanent okay. it's not a permanent repair. All right, we're gonna call it temporary. But the reason I want black ones is and I only learned this in the last couple of years. You know the difference between the black and the white zip ties?
6: No, not really.
2: The black ones are supposed to be weatherproof. Oh, I, okay. I never knew that. I No, you would
6: I, think they both would be the same. Right,
2: but supposedly the black ones are made to a higher standard, and they're supposed to be a better quality. I read that in a, in a couple of different places, and I actually talked to my salesman, and he he believes that to be true. I went, geez, I learned okay. something. You learn something new every day, right? Welcome to right. life. So if that's the case, I've always used black, so we'll use black. Put black. Put a black zip tie on there. Draw it as tight as you can without breaking it all right okay the fact that there's a little bit of fluid in the boot inside that area that's typical i mean i can't say that's so much the rebuilder but it depends on how much fluid it, it, it's lost or continues to lose all right i i will see even on newer vehicles once in a while you'll get a little bit of a, of a of a seepy boot out of the rack and you know you'll dry it off and it won't come back and then it'll come back three years later so i don't put a lot of stock in it as long as the boot's not filled and it's pouring out i think you're okay Okay. Do you have an O'Reilly Auto Parts? Yeah.
6: Yeah, we got one in Wisconsin. Yeah, Manitowoc.
2: Go down to your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. See if they have Lucas Stop Leak. Okay. All right? Lucas makes some really neat fluid sealers, and they make an excellent power steering fluid seal conditioner and stop leak product. All right? You know, if they have it, get it. It just follow the directions. You'll pull a little power steering fluid out. You want to put in the right volume of fluid. It works well. If anything is going to slow it down, to my knowledge, from what I've seen and experienced, that will. And here's a perfect car to use it on, right? It's 18 years old. It's probably got a few miles on it. You know, to go and replace a steering rack is easily going to be six to eight hundred dollars in New Jersey dollars, and plus right. a, plus an alignment. So it'll be a thousand bucks by the time you're done. All of a sudden.
3: Uh, if,
6: well, if you, I, I wish I had your n- New Jersey price. Believe it or not, Wisconsin. A lot of these guys are are, are higher than that. You would think it'd be cheaper, but it's not. Yeah,
2: wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Because I believe I believe it to be a three and a half four hour job. So there's uh, okay. So there's four hundred bucks. And I'm thinking the rack is somewhere around three fifty four hundred dollars. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. I you know what kind of numbers were you getting? Out of curiosity, twelve
6: to fifteen hundred. I, I I thought they were crazy.
2: <laughs> uh, ask him the brand. Okay. Ask them the brand. If they're using a manufacturer, if they're using one right from GM, the rack is probably in the seven to eight hundred dollar range.
6: Right, but but I don't necessarily have to use a uh, AC Delco or whatever on there, right? Well, now
2: now watch this, okay? AC Delco is slapping their name on an aftermarket rebuilt rack. AC Delco has an oh. aftermarket rebuilder. All right, oh. AC, AC Delco hasn't produced anything in this country since two thousand eight. Oh really oh so yeah. they're they, yeah that's all they're doing is buying from all listen all they're all doing is buying from the same couple of vendors that are left all right yeah, I know it's, we, it's crazy we, we we got a box of motorcraft oil filters the other day FL 910s for the escapes for the two liter motors yeah and it came in a box because you know there's a shortage and we've been waiting so long our our supplier right. ordered it direct from the manufacturer it came from Purilator. Purelators oh, is making Motocraft oil filters. Now, they're that's making. Uh, I have to believe they're making them to Motocraft spec, which is the whole the whole gig, right? right? So, you know, when we talk about the quality of a product, it's only as good as the engineering that went in it and how well are they making it. They're being told to make it like this. They make it like that. Then the line comes along and they say, make the next one like this. They make it like that, uh, you know, and, and that's the way it works today. So yeah. So how
6: do you uh should I just keep an eye on that, that power steering fluid all the time? Yeah. And if it really starts to leak, then I got problems. Then right? you got
2: problems. But I think the Lucas will will, will help and it may okay. even, it may even fix you up and get you to the point where you don't have to. And I think that's your best lowest cost alternative at this moment.
6: Okay, you have a you have a nice fourth of July weekend, Ron, and uh, thank you very much for taking my call. I yeah. really
2: appreciate it. You're very welcome, Jim, and I'm glad to be here for you and you have a good fourth too um as always so yeah listeners that's you know you're you're looking for simple sometimes and you know simple is as simple does and I, I I just you know and then sometimes the hard cars are the hard cars aren't the complicated cars we've got a 66 Cadillac Eldorado in the shop that has a nasty nasty brake pull to the right the minute you tap the pedal it just now, it also follows the right. It favors the right if you're going down the road straight and you take your hand off the wheel. Shot the alignment. The alignment is really where it's supposed to be. I don't see anything out of out of sorts, but yet it takes that hard nose dive right. Pulled the wheels. All four wheel cylinders had crud. One, Two were stuck. One was leaking. Put four wheel cylinders in it, and just because we were there and it was apart and we could get them, we put two brake hoses on it as well. This way at least we're starting with a with a with a baseline, we know what we got. Still takes a nosedive to the right. Yet we fix something, right? We changed wheel cylinders that were leaking, we changed wheel cylinders that were stuck, and we changed some old brake hoses that obviously were old. Sometimes it's the simple that keeps you up at night and keeps you thinking, but uh, that's okay. Monday's another day we'll figure it out then. Let's pull over and take a pause. I'm Ron Anian in the car doctor here at 855-560-9900. By the way, check out the new cardoctorshow.com website. And if you're uh, listening via podcast, uh, we're glad to have you there. Thanks a lot. I'm Ron Anian. I'll be back right after this. Welcome back, Ron and Amy, the car doctor. Uh, real quick, Tom, I had to tell you this story. Real quick, I had a visit this oh, week. Do you? From yeah, I do. You? I really do. I really do. Because it, it's kind of this will this will really set the hair up. Well, in most cases, it would set the hair up on your end of your head. Um, not not so much for you. I had a visit this week with Glenn Eaton. He's the senior product manager for DG Technologies and they are a manufacturer of scan tools and interfaces and J2534 flash boxes, devices by which the industry communicates with vehicles. He brought me the latest version of what they've made, the latest J2534 interface. He wants, you know, he wants my opinion, my review like so many manufacturers. They want to know what do I think of it? And I said, it looks nice, I said, but what's the updateability to it? Oh, no, this is the last one. What do you mean this is the last one? He said, there's no future plans to update J2534 beyond what it currently is. And I said, is that because we're not going to use that standard anymore? And he kind of intimated, intimated that. It's because we won't need it, because electric vehicles operate on a different capacity. Tom, we've seen the end of tooling. <laughs> Do you get it? We've seen the end of where... Yeah. That's, that's sad. Well, are, are, are we 15 years ahead of schedule here? Like, aren't we jumping the gun? They're telling us that, oh, no, this is coming. It's going to get shoved down our throats, whether we like it or not. I got it after the calls. uh, I want to talk about that. But I'll tell you what. We're going to get Glenn on the show. He's a boy. He's a think tank of information. Holy cow. Uh, He's got so many stories to tell us. It's like you want to run and hide under the bed. You don't want to fix cars anymore. I'll keep doing it for today, though. Curt in Arizona, 07 Xterra. What's going on here, Curt? What'd you break this week? Curt? I think he broke the phone. Is Kurt there? Maybe. I don't know. Let's go on to Brian in Louisiana. Brian, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Proof the phone still works. See, my phones are working. <laughs> uh, how are you, my friend? How can I help?
4: Uh, uh, I wish I could say it better. I've been chasing uh, chasing this issue for the last two weeks.
6: Okay.
4: Uh, I've called 100 people. Uh, nobody can answer the question. Go ahead. What's, what's um, what I got is a 64 Impala Supersport Right I changed out uh, the wiper motor And um, before I um, Before I'd done that I bench tested it uh, I got low speed I got high speed um, And when it goes in the park position The little mechanism kicks up And, and it grabs the, um, the, the, the mechanism It goes down into the park position
2: But it won't park
4: But the motor doesn't stop
2: Right, it won't park
4: it won't, it, won't, it won't park. Uh, so my mechanic put it on the car, and what happens is when he tu- when he turns it off, the windshield wipers go an inch up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. They're
2: hunting. <laughs> right, they're hunting. Right, they're just they just keep short cycling.
4: Yeah, yeah, it keeps going up and down, up and down. Okay. Uh, so what we did in the meantime is. He just ran a hot wire to a toggle switch that kills the power totally for right okay. now. Okay,
2: so let me ask let me ask you this question: Were the wipers ever working correctly in the time you've owned the car?
4: Uh, actually, when I bought the car, uh, the guy had cancer at the time, and what he did was he put it just a um, toggle switch underneath the dashboard, just for the windshield wipers to uh, one speed. Um, just to pass inspection. That's all he did. He never drove the car in the rain.
2: Okay, so you've never seen the wipers actually work correctly in the time you've owned the vehicle.
4: No, no, no. Okay. Besides, uh, to hit the target switch and they go uh, slow speed. Yeah, and but turn that's the that's, off and that's,
2: that that's cheating. We want to make it work like the factory did, right? What kind of shapes the wiring hey, harness good. and what kind of shapes the wiring harness? in, Brian, does it does it look like it's all there?
4: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, actually, um. Uh, the on the uh, my mechanic rewired every, everything, you know, the, the switching and, and everything. Like I said, we bench tested and we had the same problem. We put it in the car, and it's just it, – it, so, it doesn't uh, cut off.
2: And, and that's my second question is when you bench tested it, could you get it to work on the bench properly?
4: Uh, no. Uh, actually, when I done the bench test, uh, I put all three wires – and when you got all three wires, it's the low speed. Then you, you take one wire off, then it goes into the high speed. Okay. You take that wire, you put it back, then you take the other wire off, and when you do that, that's when it goes in, into the park. It so, goes into slow mode, then it goes into park.
2: Okay, so let me ask you this question. What makes you think it's not a bad wiper motor? Just, just for sake of conversation.
4: Uh, well, um, uh, well uh, I have asked a few people and stuff, and I I I've even called the, the manufacturer that rebuilt it and they couldn't give me no information. Uh the question I, I'm I'm kinda asking is, is it the switch or is it the motor?
2: Well, are you when you've got it on the bench, what do you you just have it on the bench and you're running you're running two hots in a ground? You're running your own power yeah, so you,
4: sources? Yeah, just 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 using the battery. I'm using it right off the battery.
2: Okay. So The fact that the motor works the same on the bench as it does in the car kind of eliminates the switch in my mind. I'd have to look at a wiring diagram, in all fairness. It's been a while since I've looked at a 64. But what I'm trying to stress to you is let's, let's just take the component off the vehicle and make it work. Let's look at the wiring diagram and figure out where's the hots, where's the grounds, what's it looking for. A lot of times I find on the older vehicles, when it doesn't park, The motor itself is looking for ground. Is the motor mounted on rubber bushings, or is it bolted?
4: Uh, It has rubber bushings and stuff, but uh, the best I I think of, my mechanic, um, he did take a wire and ran it to the body uh, of the the wiper motor and the body of the car as an extra ground.
2: Okay, but can he get it to park, you know, can he make it work? Off the car, on the bench. Forget on the car, because we're getting confused. Let's do this one way and one way only. Let's make it work on the bench, then we can make it work in the car.
4: Okay, well, well that's what I'm saying. On the bench, it goes into the park. The, uh, when I pull the last wire off for the test, the, the little mechanism springs up, the little, the little fork. Right. The, mechan- the mechanic goes around, it grabs it, it goes around one more time, and it goes into the park.
2: Right, and it's supposed to grab it and stop.
4: Okay, but it doesn't stop. The motor keeps running. So oh. the, the, um, when we done that, uh, people said the switch. Well, there's no switch involved. We don't have a switch. So right, the there's switch no switch. Right,
2: well, that's my point. So what makes you think this isn't a bad motor? Because it sounds well, like you're um, doing but, it correctly.
4: Yeah. Well, the, the 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 question I had was in, in that motor: is there some contacts in that motor that's maybe uh? Uh, It's been sitting on a shelf for years and years. Uh, Maybe I got corrosion on the contacts. Is there some contacts in that motor? Well, there's
2: there's a a switch assembly. The way I believe that works is you're applying power for high and low, and it has ground. When you put the switch in park, that removes the hot, but the ground is supposed to still be there. And as the motor revolves around, the ratchet mechanism then collapses, catches, and holds the motor in place in the park position. So the fact that it's not working, you could have a bad park switch attached to that motor. So at this okay. point, well, uh, at,
4: that's what we've been chasing for the last two weeks. We're trying to figure out, is it the motor or is it the switch? And, and, and Well, I don't we think changed. it's the motor. The motor, it
2: the, the motor itself is working. When you say switch, you're talking about a switch in the wiper motor assembly, correct? So we're both on the same page here?
4: Uh, I'm talking about the switch. Yeah, that comes right on side of the the the, the motor. There's a little white switch, and it has three prongs. Right. Uh, the number. Right. If you go one, two, and three, it's it's uh it's negative power in the middle and negative.
2: Right. The fact that it doesn't work on the bench. Forget the car. The car is out of the equation. The motor's got to work on the bench yeah, before we right. put it in the car. So let's, yeah, yeah, let's, we, let's, we let's we do this. Sure
4: we, didn't, we didn't want to mount it all up and, and have this problem right. like we got now. Let,
2: let's do this, Brian. Take the motor, call the manufacturer and say, listen, I want to send the motor back and have it tested. Ask them to test it. Ask them how they're going to test it. Tell them your problem. They should stand behind it. They're going to tell you, well, it's been a couple of three, four years. You're not interested in that. You don't necessarily, you know what, you just want to get it fixed. Pay the freight. Send it back. Let them bench test it. They can test it properly. If they tell them, if it's tested properly and it's good when it comes back and it still doesn't work, call me. But it's got to work on the bench before you put it in the car. Best piece of advice I can give you from my seat here. If you need more, email me, ron at cardoctorshow.com, and I'll do some more research for you after you get a reply from the manufacturer. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this.
0: Welcome back, Ron and The Car
2: Doctor. Let's see if Kurt's still there in Arizona. Kurt, you there, babe?
3: I am, Ron. How are you? All
2: right. Gee, I got nervous. I thought you broke the phone, too. What'd you break this week? What'd you do to the cars?
3: (laughs) Another week, another phone call to you. Yep. Uh, This is one of the college kids, the 2007 Nissan Xterra. And what's happening is... He'll go for a couple of days and all of a sudden uh, his water will all drain out of the radiator, all come out the, the top. It's not overheating, but it all just gets blown out. Uh, probably when he gets up to running temperatures, my guess is when what's happening there. But it's not overheating, just all coming out the radiator. He took it to a shade tree mechanic friend who says, oh, it looks like he got a blown head gas. But he didn't do a leak down test. I pulled three of the six... Uh, Spark plugs out, and none of them looked bad. I haven't got to the other three yet. Um, he put some seal in it. Didn't uh, have any effect on that. Is that a symptom of a blown head gasket, where it blows all the water out of the, the radiator? Yeah, it's
2: building. It's building too much pressure. It's positive pressure in the in the cylinder and it's or onto the cooling system, and it's it's burping it out the top of the cap. Is he? Is it? You're talking about the cap is still on the radiator. It's filling the overflow bottle correct okay is there a traditional radiator cap on this radiator i believe there is an 07 there is okay uh what makes you think you don't have a bad cap
3: uh it's a fairly new one that's why but um i've been kind of wondering about that by the way i should mention there's no oil in the
2: no coolant in the oil that i can see and sometimes 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 you won't see that all right, so that's not necessarily the be-all and end-all. And then, why can't this possibly be a stuck thermostat that just doesn't open and it causes too much pressure? Okay. Is is one of the is one of the hoses hot and the other one cold? Does it show circulation?
3: I don't know. I'll Have to check on that.
2: Okay, you know, if if one hose is scalding hot to the touch and the other one is cold, thermostat's not open. Or the, okay. or, or there's an air bubble behind the stat. Because of a head gasket issue and air air will prevent the stat from opening because it doesn't react to air, it reacts to liquid. So, okay. you know, basics. Let's go basics before we start condemning anything. Upper and lower hose have to be warm. The the one hose is going to be a little bit warmer than the other, but they've got to be hot, almost uncomfortable to the touch. If you use K seal, when he or when he used K seal, did he use regular K seal or did he use the K seal ultimate the head gasket sealer? There is a difference. Uh,
3: I'm not sure, actually.
2: Okay, because there is a difference. I mean, typically K-Seal may work by itself, but if if, if we are dealing with, if you are dealing with a failing or failed head gasket, K-Seal Ultimate is the way to go. It actually keeps 33% more, or there's 33% more sealing material in a bottle of K-Seal Ultimate just for head gasket issues. And it works well. Okay. All right. You want to, we just used it last week on something. I have to think about what it was, but it it solved that problem. It was an older vehicle. Um, It'll come to me. I'll 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 tell you about it when I come back from the break, but uh, you know, it will work. KCL Ultimate does work and uh, it will solve the problem. I believe it was a Jeep. I have to think now. I'm getting old. I can't remember everything. Okay.
3: Uh, But anyway. I called you two weeks about a a BMW I have. Can I ask you a follow-up question Well, I'll tell you what. Let me pull over. Take
2: the pause. When we come back. We can finish out with that. I'm Ron and Annie in the car, Doctor. We'll be back right after
5: this. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs)
2: Wait, I like this opening, Tom. Do I have to start talking now? I could be like the shaft of fixing cars. Such a private eye. Okay, I'm ready.
4: So what you want to say is you're the mechanic that'll give people the shaft? Right. That could be it. Okay. So
2: what the heck? They always think we do anyway. Uh, just playing the game, Tom. Just playing the game. Um, I'm ready now. Joe Cool. Hey, Kurt, I'm back. You there? Yes, I am. Okay, we're just goofing around. Um uh, by the way, it was a 2012 Dodge Caravan. I should tell you the story real quick. That vehicle had, that vehicle had definitive signs of head gasket. It was puffing white smoke out the tailpipe. It wasn't quite missing, but it was on the border. You could tell there was something not right about the way the engine ran, and it was burping, cooling out the radiator. So it had it had one of the symptoms you're describing. So. You, you may be on your way and don't wait for the other two to appear, but K-Seal Ultimate fixed that vehicle. And to my knowledge, that vehicle is still running around Connecticut. It's been two weeks and she hasn't had a problem with it. So just uh, keep that in mind. Second question.
3: Second question. About two weeks ago, I called you about my E46 BMW 25i. Right. that right. was overheating. I um, I took the little screw off the, the by the expansion tank there, and there was no water flowing there. Okay. Since I had a um, uh, lifetime guarantee on my water pump and can pull that out in about 10 minutes, I just put a new one in there, uh, stuck it in, and it's still overheating. Would the next thing be the thermostat? And by the way, everything on this cooling system is fairly brand new. Um, well. You know one of those parts is not working.
2: You know, you're supposed to be able to pull the radiator cap off, not just the bleed, but the cap itself. You should see circulation in the bottle. So the question becomes, why aren't you seeing circulation? was if the old pump was good, that the impeller wasn't spinning on the shaft, then you went through the exercise of just changing the pump. I get it. So why don't we take a look at thermostat? You can test the thermostat, the old school way in a boiling pan of water. Why don't you just, you know, heat it up and see if it opens up. And if it doesn't, you got it. If not, call me back next week. We'll talk three weeks in a row. Always good to talk to you, Kurt. I'm Ron Anini and the car doctor reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See See ya.
0: that's chumbacasino.com.
5: No purchase necessary. Dw. Void web prohibited by loss, See terms and Conditions, 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave Adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new